This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. If you're like me, then you find that when you're texting or sending emails, there are certain things that you end up typing repetitively, like email addresses, phone numbers, common message replies, and you just wish that there was a way to send it faster. That's where Text Expander comes in. It works everywhere you type, like word processors, emails, messaging apps, and online forums. You can even use it as Teams if you have snippets that you want to manage for your company. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. The conversation you are going to hear today is a special one. Jay Papazan, Abe Shreve, and I came together to put together a presentation for people inside of Keller Williams on how they could pivot to their new one thing. Now, for those of you who are new to the podcast, Jay Papazan is the co-author of The One Thing. Abe Shreve is the CEO of Maps Business Coaching, which is our sister company. They're the ones that do coaching around The One Thing. The three of us had a conversation that we think will bring a lot of value to you specifically about how to adjust your mindset with everything that's going on, what it actually means to find a new one thing right now, how you can go about time blocking those things when we're shelter in place, and what does it actually mean to protect your time blocks, especially if you have little ones running around the house and constantly coming in when you're in the middle of doing what's important. We're gonna cover all of that today, and we hope it brings tremendous value to you. If you would like some support as you go through this, if you feel like, you know what, your goals have materially shifted and you could use help gaining more clarity, feeling more control with your time and having more accountability, we would encourage you to head over to theonething.com slash training. That's theonething.com with the number one in the URL. There is a section titled Coaching and Corporate. And on there, you can learn more about the type of workshops that we are facilitating for organizations virtually to help them gain clarity and alignment. You can also learn about what it means to get or become a One Thing coach. Right now, Maps Business Coaching is offering people a very heavy discount off of their coaching services because they're just trying to help people right now. And we have lots of people that have been signing up from our Living Your One Thing community because they realize right now is the time that they truly need that higher level of accountability and to have a partner with them on the front line of their business. You can explore all of that at theonething.com slash training. With that, let's get into this conversation with Jay Papazan and Abe Shreve. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Abe Shreve and Jeff Woods. Why don't you all introduce yourselves really quickly and then we'll dive straight into the content because I know people are really looking for some guidance on how they pivot in these moments. 
Abe, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, my name's Abe Shreve. I'm currently the CEO of Maps Business Coaching and really grateful to be here. We, um, we are partners with The One Thing and The One Thing lives in everything we do at Maps Business. And so this topic is, is our lifeblood. Yeah. Love it. Jeff. Uh, hey, all. I'm Jeff Woods. I run the company behind The One Thing. And it's just been a blast going on a journey to helping people better invest their time and have a relationship with their goals so they can achieve extraordinary results. To give you some context, Jay, Abe, and I had the chance to sit down and really talk about what's the value we want to bring to you today. These are unprecedented times. And when we really look at pivoting to your new one thing, if we historically look back and say, what does it even mean to live the one thing? It's pretty simple. You identify your one thing, you time block your one thing, you protect your time block. And that is a path of mastery that you go down over the course of your life. And we've been dealt a new hand right now where circumstances have changed the way that we currently or used to operate. Just it's, We have to pivot and make sure that we can still be productive in the areas of our life that matter most. So Jay, I'm curious, we talked first and foremost about before we can even identify what that new one thing is, before we can talk about how we time block when we're shelter in place and our families are around us, or even protect those times, we had to talk about our mindset. Kick us off there. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the people that are on this you know, training session, you're here because you're goal-oriented, right? We're entrepreneurs, we're running our own businesses. And we showed up in 2020, right? You know, everybody had their great name for their goals, Vision 2020 or whatever it was. And we were excited about where we were going. And then life dealt us a really interesting hand. We got a massive dose of perspective in these last few weeks about where we are and what's possible this year. So when we talk about mindset, I think the first thing we all have to do is acknowledge there's a new reality. Um, the goals that we started out this year with are very unlikely to happen. And but we still have most of the year left. So we have this wonderful opportunity to pivot and say, okay, based on the new reality, what can I do? So I just think it starts with that acknowledgement. And I'll tell you personally, talking to my neighbors and depending on what part of the country you're in, some people are squarely facing the new reality and some people haven't quite gotten there. Abe, I mean, yeah. you've coached. How many, how many coaching hours do you have under your belt now? I'm over 10,000 coaching calls. Wow. Right, Which means I'm still new. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's part of the it's the part of coaching that I just love. Yeah, I mean, you've coached some very successful people through shifts in the past. What are some of the questions we can start asking ourselves if we realize we need to acknowledge a new reality? We have to evolve our mindsets. Well, just a word first, if I could, on the on the new reality piece. It, just in case you're a little slow to this or a little late to the party, the the theme of our mindset shift is right now. Like right this very moment. Part of acknowledging reality is the willingness to sit down and say, we need to make some changes in our finances and in our business plan, the way we're communicating as a team. It has to happen right today. I've seen a lot of people that they'll make the list of things to do and they'll feel better because they made that list. They just won't get on the phone and do the list. And so, Jeff, I just wanted to put a plug in there for Today, um, the theme of today is urgent. It's not scared. It's urgent. And you know, so if, you're, if you feel like you're just kind of stepping into this new reality, don't. Jump, jump with both feet. This is it. The world got sick and everyone's at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you won't regret that urgency, 
right? You don't need to fear, but you won't regret acting with urgency. You might regret waiting. Yeah, absolutely. So Abe, as, as we realize, okay, the time is now. We have to adopt a new mindset. We have to get into action. What are some questions that we can pose that might help people along that journey? You're, you're just, you're saying, you know, as a group here, what are things that we could, what are questions we would pose here? If, people thinking if, about if you it? were coaching somebody right now, what would you be asking them to, to ensure that they do adopt that new mindset? Oh, I can tell you what we're asking. Um, you know, number one, how have you addressed your finances? So we're starting very base, right? Very base. Plans today are not uh, sophisticated. They're easy. They're more manual. They're more tuck. Uh, I have a friend of mine. In fact, he's a mutual friend of all of ours, Matt Townsend, who said something that I just love so much. He said, um, it's, we shouldn't call it social distancing. We should call it physical distancing. We need social connection. Mm-hmm. And so part of the challenge in naming it social distancing is we go in our cave and, and we strive to do it alone. And so I think in the beginning, we talk about the basic needs like, what are, your, are you set up for food over the next week? And what are you doing so that your family understands with you the urgency? How are you doing that together? And what are the opportunities right now to create, to create memories with your family that if you're too worried about your business, you will skip this moment. You'll lose it. And how are you going to share it with others? And I think this is really an important part. So even if you're not a person, you're not a social media person. I, I post on occasion, just every now and then. My <laughs> wife never does. My wife never does. But today, we need one another more than ever. I, I know I'm using the word need. And in this case, I think it's important. So... As you're learning and growing and struggling, share. Share. The world today wants to communicate about how to help one another and what we're doing, which I think is a that's that's the collateral beauty in our collective experience. Yeah. Are you talking about kind of being transparent, Abe? Like just being real about what's going on and acknowledging it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Jay. The the last couple of weeks, and we've done these training sessions, and y'all are both like you're in your your remote office, Abe, you're in a bedroom, uh, Jeff. Like I'm in our office. I'll put quotes around that since I had to steal a, a, a poster from work to make it look like anything. <laughs> right? We've all like got this new reality. And some of my favorite moments are when kids walk in or the dog bursts through the door because we all get a moment of, oh, wait, this person, this talking head that's acting like everything's fine, they're dealing with the same things we are, Right? And I think it's really comforting to our clients and our partners when they hear that, yeah, we're dealing with it too. How are you holding up? I mean, it can be a real simple conversation, but sharing lets everybody feel good about where they are too. One of the things, and and I want to point this out for people because it was very subtle. Acknowledging reality and shifting your mindset is one, yes, this is here. We don't know when the, the, the old way of doing things will ever come back, if at all. I mean... The world is going to change and we now need to embrace it and act accordingly. But the other side of it, Abe, as you talked about this, is what are the opportunities that are in front of us right now for connection with our family? That if we are not purposeful, if we wander through our days by default, we are going to miss it. And from the conversations we've had with the people who are inside our community around the one thing, it's this constant conversation of purpose, finding so much meaning in what we are doing and I think this is a unique opportunity for us to all ask the question, why are we doing what we are doing? 
I'll, I'll share my screen real quick. I've got a, an image. This is from page, I believe it's 133 of the one thing. It's the iceberg. You know, the idea that so many people just focus on what's above the surface, productivity, the actions you take and the results that you get. And when you don't get the right results that you want, you just focus on how can you work longer? How can you work harder? And that just leads to you cheating yourself out of living a life. That leads to a life of regret. Yet we all have an opportunity here to acknowledge reality and dive deep beneath the surface to ask not just what are we doing, but what's most important? What is the priority? And in order to truly understand that, we have to develop a sense of purpose. Why are we doing what we are doing? What is the opportunity for us to cast a shadow and show our kids why we work and how we work? Abe, you asked a great question to Jay and I the other day, which is if we fast forwarded to the future and we look back on this time, what story would we be telling? Well, when I look at this slide, and I love this slide, by the way, when I, when I look at that slide and I, I think of this conversation about purpose, I think it is, it is always the right conversation and it's always true. It just means more today. And, and for me, I, I want to correlate purpose with you know, what is our purpose and who are we? Who are we living this purpose for? Mm-hmm. Who are we living this purpose for? One of the things that has occurred in, in all of this is that automated sales drips, um, traditional sales scripts, those things, nobody wants those. Nobody's interested in. But what what people are interested in, and this is something we can do for our mindset. I'll share with you one of my why my little tips and tricks because I'll, I'll just say for us and for anyone listening. Just because we get to teach this material and we get to be a part of it, I want everyone to know that that doesn't give us any immunity to the, to the hard days and the tough times and the challenges in business and the, and the sleepless nights. We, we experience those same as anyone else. And um, for me, I have leaned very heavily into when, when the anxious feelings are coming, I'm looking for who can I call? And the script is simple. You are on my mind. How can I help you? What can I do for you today? And if they answer reflective, reflexively, I'm good. I wait. I wait. And if it's uncomfortable, that just means that we're not used to that level of sincerity. It's a coaching trick, so I'm used to it. I like to set people up. <laughs> you know, I talked to someone. I talked to someone yesterday who um, means a great deal to me that we haven't talked in, in in a long, long time. And she was sharing my husband lost his job, and you know, in dark times. I think generally speaking, as human beings, we're wired to want to be the solution for someone else. We like that. I think in dark times, it it feeds us in a way that almost nothing else can. So when we're talking about mission and purpose, bear in mind that today, that can't be a sales number. Today, that's whose life did I make easier today? Who who did I serve? Who Who was I a blessing to? Not in a general way. We can, we can be specific. But if you, want to, if you want to wake up every day with a great purpose, wake up every day with, with a plan to be a solution for 10 people today. So that when this is over and we, we, we turn back to traditional business conversations, everybody else will be just starting up. Our voice will be the one that they are, they're already attuned to, to being in the, at the front line with. And I really believe that. If you're feeling... That struggle. If you're struggling with the mindset, pick up the phone, and with with no desire to have anything in return, 
call people and ask them, how are you? What can I do for you today? Where are you guys struggling? And you'll that. be led. You'll be led to a, a better mindset. I love that. When this all came down and we had to pivot, even at KWRI, right? We had to, on very short notice, we had about 48 hours to go shelter in place. We had to move 100% of our operations on the week that we were releasing, I think, 50 unique training sessions in one week. Um, The mantra around the office is this is mission time. We said that we were here in the business of supporting people. And a lot of people listening to this We've been saying we're in the business of helping people with their most valuable asset, right? Navigating a really tough thing like moving and all of the emotions that come with that. This is our time to shine. We get to help people in a way at a time they need it most, more than ever. And if you tap into that why, I think that's a huge boost to saying, okay, what I was doing to fulfill that mission is no longer working. I now need something new to focus on. I have to find my new one thing. Yeah. Well, and that's the perfect segue. So to, to put a, just to fly up to 10,000 feet together, before we can even pivot to our new one thing, we have to acknowledge that it, there, it is a new mindset and we have to acknowledge reality. We cannot just wander through our days anymore waiting for this to pass. It's time to take control of your life, folks. It's time yeah. to get clear on what's important so you can invest your time every single day and have a foundation of purpose. Have a servant's heart. Focus on you know, there's probably a lot of things that we haven't been doing that we should have been doing all along. This is the perfect time to start doing those things. So not only does it help us get through this time, but we're going to come out of this an even better version. Jeff, you let's let's punctuate that because what you I think what you just said is really important for folks, and that is that this this will be we have been given the golden gift of a season to build habits that life that are more difficult when life is usual. Mm -hmm. When life is usual. I can tell you for my family, (laughs) we have not eaten dinner together the way we are now, probably ever, to tell you the truth, ever. It's always soccer and there's a million things and we have allowed those things to be the reason we don't come together. And I don't... We never want to return. And and I'll just throw in one more. And I'm I'm going to be... Personally vulnerable and transparent, if you if that's cool. If it's not, here I go anyway. I don't I just it's the way I do it. <laughs> um, my the finances, you know, Gary, we 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 all have the same mentor. And he said very early, you go drop every expense, you go do this. My wife and I have been talking about our kids. We don't think our kids know sacrifice like we'd like them to. And um, when she and I sat down, I can tell you that we had a lot of fluff in the way that we were living. And the gift for us was, we no longer had a choice really to whether we're going to do this or we'll do it tomorrow. And in going and cutting out expenses and then going, by the way, and telling the kids, which our families should be a participant in everything we're doing, right? Going and telling the kids what we just did in the budget, we've come closer as a family. And this was something she and I haven't wanted to work on just because... And the CEO of a business coaching company doesn't mean I'm immune to all of the challenges of doing this stuff, not just knowing it. And this is a season where we can all take a breath and, and lean into the discomfort associated with doing these things and making them habits. Yeah, it's good. I love it. I love it. There, there was a question that, that came in where um, this person asked, you know, 
how do we actually determine what our new one thing is? Because I know so many people have struggled. How do we use some of the tools of like the GPS, the 411 to actually get clarity about where we are going and within that, what is our one thing? Jay, why don't you kick us off? When you think about your new one thing, right now, I think we've been saying little pieces of it you know, throughout. Like Your first one thing is get your head on straight, right? And maybe tap back into that mission. And if you can't check that box, you don't get to move to go, right? You don't get to... That's just like Monopoly. You don't get to get before. Like, you stop. Let's get our head on straight. Let's acknowledge that what we were doing isn't working. And this is, this is a necessity. It's not an optional thing. And that's, as y'all were both saying, it's a gift that it's so clear that we have to now. Um, I, I always start with a focusing question, Jeff. You know, what's the one thing I can do? And we might say, at this unique time in history... What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or necessary for, I'm going to say my business, because that's maybe the bigger context. If I don't know the answer, I think a lot of us do. Like Gary wrote a letter to the industry, right? Um, It's out there on Inman. It's on our pages. We've been teaching classes. The order of things that you have to go through, like first and foremost, after you get your mindset, we have to go and straight remargin our business. We have to find cut all of our expenses so that if our revenue goes down, we're still standing, right? So to me, ask the question. In my experience, most people know the answer and they just are resisting it on some level, which is why they don't want to ask the question. What what would you add to that, Abe? Well, I would say that the temptation right now is going to make... Is that your one thing... The challenge we, we always have as coaches, I can tell you, in helping people find their purpose and their one thing. The challenge is always, what is the right balance between something that's truly mission-driven and an actual measurable business outcome that, that informs all the activities of your business? And I would say today, um, today it must be a 30-day sprint we're not going to set one things forever now, right? I would say that all of our business planning needs to condense, must condense down to, here's how we're doing it for this 30 days. And here's how, here's how we're going to close this 30 days and evaluate what we're going to move into in the next 30 days. And I would say that if you're in a smaller business or, or you're in a service-based business, that the one thing must be around strategic communication and I'm going to say urgent contribution to your database. Consider this. How we talk to them today will determine who they listen to in, 30, in 90 days. And Gary said this to us, and it's informed everything we're doing. You have one objective. for. He said 90 days. And in this case, it applies. You have one objective. Come out of this with your business intact. It's time to lead with your heart. Gary says... Head down, heart up. Part of that, I so when I'm when I'm thinking, if you're if you're if you have a database of people that you service, then the one thing must be around uh, communicating and interacting with them in a way that you are striving to meet their needs, whether that's the service you offer or not. Be a connector, you know. And so, I would say that that's that's got to be the one thing. Our mission and I. I'll, I'll, I'll hand this back to you, Jeff, with this. Our mission at MAPS Business is creating sacred partnerships that require the best in us to bring out the best in them. And I can't express to you... I, could, I would have told you academically, you got to have a mission. 
everyone has to have a mission. We really, we've only had that mission in place for maybe the last four to four to five months. But that mission going into this has informed everything we're doing, everything that we're doing. And so I would say if your one thing must center around what are you doing to, to ease the burden and provide solutions for the people you serve. And it, those, those things may not be associated with providing your primary service right now. There, uh, I, I want to balance that out a little bit and, and ask a question. You can help me navigate through this because for people hearing, because they might be hearing contradictory messages. And for the person who wrote, you would love a MAPS coach, but you can't financially have it right now. Um, I believe that starting on April 1st, they were offering two months of free coaching and then 50% off. So go check out I, MAPS. I responded and told them to, to email me. Good. And, and that's a good announcement. But yeah, that's, yeah, if that's how you're feeling, if you would like a coach right now, and right now, financially, it's not there. Call us. Yeah. Or just email. You know, just send me. I put my email there. Just I love send that. Us an email. And for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, you can reach out by going to the one thing.com slash training. That's with the number one in the URL, the one thing.com slash training. If you scroll down to the section for the one thing coaching, and you will see options there to either get a one thing coach to become a one thing coach, or if you're interested in both, you can click there as well. That's at the one thing.com slash training. Is that right now, Gary invested, um, I think Josh said on Inman, he invested $20 million in making sure that coaching and training were going to be available to everyone, whether they could afford it or not, because we all need that help right now. Yeah. But like when I look at the, the dominoes that were lining up, mindset, Gary always goes to you know, expenses and then leech in. Like what you were just saying, we need to reach out, outreach, be connected to our people, bring value to them. These first two are kind of events that you get to check off for the most part, but the activity we're doing is this other. But it, how would you say, like, well, which one's my one thing, Abe? How do I navigate? Because I we just gave them three priorities or Jeff. Yeah. So, and I think this is, by the way, if, if any of you have ever said, I have more than one thing, um, welcome. <laughs> Show to all of us. And this is one of the top objections when people hear the idea of the one thing is they immediately challenge it and think, I have more than one. The opportunity for all of us, and this is adopting the new mindset, instead of viewing all this stuff that's on your plate, imagine them as dominoes. And just like when you were a little kid, what we are asking you to do is simply line them up in a way that you can ask, what's the first one? That if I just knock that down, it'll actually start to create a domino effect that everything else does become easier or unnecessary. If you get your mindset right, that automatically gets you back up to remargin your business. And if you remargin your business, you will be able to keep the doors open, which automatically gets you back up to invest your time and not lead Jenning for the purpose of profit, but to connect with the heart of a servant. That way, you're doing the activities consistently moving forward that will build so much goodwill that when you come out of this thing, not only... Are you still alive, but now you're actually set up to thrive? Yeah, I love I can that. Give you, you. I can give you a specific if you'd like one. Yeah. yeah. Here's, a, here's a great one thing. Provide a personal solution to 200 people in the next 30 days. That's 10 a day, five days a week. You can, a person can execute that. Yeah. And in order to be able to provide the solution for 200... That means you're going to, if, if that means I'm going to do 10 a day and I'm, whatever numbers work for you, I'm just using these as an example. Do you think I'm going to call the first 10, get the first 10 that need me to do something for them and provide the solution for the first? 
No. No. In in the process of doing this, I'm going to I'm going to go build a plan that will have conversion rates just like regular lead generation. I'm going to call this many people. I'm going to have complete this many conversations. I'm actually going to get this many that I can help. Yeah. The same logic applies. We can just we're just going to pivot this many, you know, this many closing appointments too. I'm going to provide solutions for this many. We yeah. track it the same. We get on the phone. We time block it. We start. We set up. Build our bunker. Those things all have to be the same and just as organized. But it's it's not, and and it can't be so ambiguous that we're like, okay, I'm going to help people. That doesn't get you into action. Right. What I love about the way you phrase that, it's specific enough. We know if we wanted, we did it or not, right? Yeah. I can measure at the end of 30 days, well, did we do it or not? That's right. We call those accountable goals, right? That's a goal that you can be held to hold yourself accountable to because there's a clear finish line for everyone. Yeah. And, and for those of you that have a team that lead people, there is a tool that we use that creates clarity and alignment so that everybody is on the same page. It's a one-page business plan called a GPS. And I, Jay, you called me uh, a few weeks ago and said, your GPS is dead. I'm divorcing you from all of the goals that you had set. It is literally dead. It's out the window. And that direct language was my, very helpful for me because I would have gone through... Manor, my bedside manner could have used some help, but I was at least being clear. But I like the, t- I like the tough love. It's good. And <laughs> it created an opportunity for our team to look up and say, great, we can no longer see what the end of the year looks like. Yet we, in in our business, I can see 90 days out. For some of you, you might only see 30 days out. And it gave us an opportunity to wipe the slate clean and say, based on everything that we know, um, we've gotten this gift where the true priority is really staring us in the face. And all the things that we thought were priorities, that were actually distractions, the tide has gone out and we can actually see it for what it is. So let's narrow our focus and put a plan in place where we are clear on what is our goal for the next 30 days or 90 days? What are the specific priorities in order of priority and who owns each one? Who is actually accountable for number one? Who's accountable for number two? Who's accountable for number three? And for that person to then come back and say, great, these are the handful of strategies that we need to execute over the next 30 or 90 days. And here's who owns each one. Because once you have that alignment and you know which piece of the plan you own, you can then transfer that to your 411. So you can say, instead of the year, over the next 90 days, this is what I'm accountable for. And by that, by the way, that's what I have to execute this month. And therefore, these are the handful of things that no ifs, no ands, no buts, I must get done this week. Which means I better whip out my planner and my digital calendar and time block those one things. We keep made up like one of the gifts here is that because the tide went out and we found out whether our boat was now in the sand or in the water right you get real clarity on what was a distraction and what's a necessity one of the other things is all of our clients also see that so they are willing to do things with us the way we're doing it that they would have maybe never accepted before you know i'm hearing stories of million dollar listing appointments that are happening on a cell phone right Whereas you would never, oh, you could never take a $2 million listing on a telephone call um, without ever seeing the home. Well, everybody now understands that's the way that we have to operate differently. And so a lot of the preconceived notions we had about what was or wasn't possible, I think that in our journey to make sure we're still here in 90 days, 
we may discover best practices that we'll never want to give up again. That's right. That's yeah. right. That that we do it is more important to people than that it's perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of grace out there right now for people that that understand, you know, we're all we're all in this, you know, at the same time. And I I was gonna say, I'm willing to bet, let me roll some dice here. I'm willing to bet that for many of us, work is the drug of choice. <laughs> if you're listening to Jeff, that's knowing laughter. You just heard. That's knowing laughter. Work is the drug of choice. And oftentimes we don't even realize that we're getting spun up. But but we love, we love a good, we love to to be at the edge of crisis all the time because it's comfortable because everyone understands, you know, when we're running around crazy. The whole purpose of the one thing was to slow things down, achieve more, you know, and not have a heart attack. So here's here's something I wanna wanna bring everyone's attention to as we move into this critical piece. And and notice Jeff kicked us off by saying. The, the principles have not changed. They're more true. You know, that we, we, we probably could have just come on and said, hey, here's how you come out of this the best. Do the stuff. Do the, do the stuff and, and, and probably, probably got it. I, I just want to mention this. More than ever, folks, we're at home. We have distractions. We're calling clients. We're, you know, businesses are struggling. We're, we're kind of working to get our, our teams around us. We're looking at the government plans, all of this. If we're not careful, we're going to run a marathon. Um, we're going to try and sprint a marathon. And at some point, and I think it should be right now, right now, at some point, we have to say, I'm going to establish when I'm going to work. And I'm going to establish when I'm not going to work. And I'm going to step out of work because while we're doing all of that, there are, there are people living alongside of us that are are in great need for us. And by the way, we're in great need of the comfort we can get from time well spent with them. So as we move into this, more than ever, more than ever, it's important to have a schedule, have a plan. And the reason a plan is so important is because when you have a plan for your day and you have a schedule, it allows you to say, all right, I'm done for today. And in the absence of that definition, we will just stay reactive the whole time. I got to do one more email. Got to do one more text. I just got to. That's good. So when we, when we talk about time blocking historically, when you get clarity on your one thing or you get clarity on what your top priorities are for the week, we've got to make sure that our planner reflects our priorities. Because truth is, folks, we live and die by our digital calendars. And from the people that we have surveyed, most people digital calendars is just a bunch of meetings and follow-ups, and it's all the eighty percent stuff. And if they, we, if we asked them to tell us what their priority was for the day, they couldn't tell us. And so now more than ever, we need to give ourselves some grace and acknowledge that we've got to have a better schedule. We have to have a better model for our time for when we're going to get the things done that matter most, when we're going to take time and be present with the family, and when we're actually going to shut it down and live a life. Jay, what does this look like for you so far? Well, once we all... I think we were chatting about this beforehand. I think in the last... Depending on where you are in it, but the last five to seven days is where this sense that this is a marathon, not a sprint, sunk in for a lot of us. And we realized that the triage, the 11 and 12 an hour days, is just not sustainable. I had to get a dose of reality, if I'm being honest, from my coach, Abe, about that when he looked at my schedule. 
And so I got a good talking to, but it was a good. Um, we look up and we go, okay, I do need to schedule. And frankly, if your kids are at home, they need to schedule. And you don't need to time block a million things. So in my mind, the way I'm looking at it, I know just like a lot of my wife, who's a realtor, right? I have to be somewhat informed, but I don't want to have MSNBC or whatever the news channel of choice is in the background. I don't want all that stuff that creates fear and negative anxiety going all day. I'm going to, I usually look in in the morning. I just check really quickly after I've looked at my goals and I do it at the end of the day. So I'm informed so I can inform the people counting on me. But it doesn't take hours and hours. It just takes a few minutes to catch up, right? I don't need to know it in real time. I just need to know it in a semi-timely fashion. Um, A lot of us are doing Zoom calls. Those meetings now are all Zoom calls or Google Hangouts, right? And the first and foremost for all of us, I think, should be with your team. Are they hearing from you? Are they seeing you? Are you pouring into them and making sure that we're on the same page? You're supporting them. A lot of them, as we're dealing with like being nannies and homeschoolers and maybe taking care of aging parents that you're worried about all at the same time. And we need to make sure that we're there for each other. And then an hour, 30 minutes, whatever you can start with, that activity. So maybe if you haven't done expenses, I'm going to block an hour and I'm going to identify all the expenses. And then I'm going to set a meeting with my spouse to review them and get on the same page with my family. If that's already checked off, then I think you're right into, I'm doing outreach. I'm watching my wife every day. She's choosing to text. She's sending about 50 texts to different people as she works through her database every morning. And then the rest of the day, as they respond back, she's making sure that she completes those loops. And a lot of them, guess what? They're turning into phone calls. Hey, can I just hop on the phone? I can give you some solutions. And so her ratio, Abe, is taking her about 50 texts to get about five to 10 real conversations that she can help someone with. Yeah. That's the way that looks. And after that, what else matters? Right? You know, I would just add, we try to choose at the end of the day with our kids, this is a personal thing, to name one thing that we're grateful for. Because more than ever for mindset, hey, I'm grateful that I'm at home. Right? What if I was in a five by five apartment with a family? Like I there's so many blessings we all have. I have running water, right? Look for one thing that you're thankful for. So I don't time block a million things, right? Some of them they've just built up, but making sure I'm informed about what I need to know, making sure I'm connected to my team, doing that one core activity for the business. And then the rest of the day kind of takes care of itself. That's what it looks like for me. What I, what I will say, and this is important, and it takes people a while to grasp this. You do not time block everything. <laughs> We're not saying that's that there's not more than this that goes on your schedule. Yet what we're saying is, if doing the most important thing is the most important thing, let's make sure we have time blocked to do that. And if for you right now, that's adopting a mindset, great. If I were to ask you to share your screen with me and show me your calendar for the rest of the week, when would we see time blocked for you to get your head on straight? And if you've knocked that domino down and you've earned the right to remargin your business, great. When would we see time blocked for you to look through your expenses and figure out how you can stay afloat? And if you've done that and you're in a sales capacity and you need to be reaching out to people, what hours during the day will you block and reserve 
for you to reach out to people. For those of you that are leaders, when would we see you interacting with your team? Have time blocked for that. And if you have multiple priorities that absolutely must be accomplished for the week, just figure out when are the hours during the day that you are going to block and protect for yourself that you can pull up your 411 and just start going down the list and knock those bad boys out. All the meetings, everything else flows around these. Imagine these as your 20% big rocks that if you place them in the stream, when the water would hit it, what would it do? It goes around. We are trying to get you to realize you must have a model for your time when you will connect you with your team, when you will have time reserved for you to do whatever you deem to be the priority in that moment. And everything else is everything else. And that's the rest of your day. So many of you, this is not the first time you've heard this, but if you're being honest, you have not been living this way. Now is the time to start doing those activities so that not only do you get through this time period, but you will make it a habit so that when you come out, that is how you operate. That's the opportunity. I love it. There was a comment that, um, a question that went away. What if you're providing for more than one person that made me think when, when you're cutting your expenses, when you're lead generating for that future business, a lot of us fall into the trap of setting goals that are just big enough for what we know today and for ourselves. And the reality is that there may be other people that are relying on us and we have to maybe think bigger, right? So when you're cutting your expenses and you're asking the question, can we really do without Disney or, you know, these little No. No. (laughs) Don't be crazy. (laughs) Not that bad out there. Netflix, Amazon. If you got Netflix, Amazon, and Disney, can you choose if that would make a difference? Because even if it's only 15 bucks a month, that might be the difference for a friend that needs a little bit. And you'll now have the, the daylight to, to be generous in these moments. And they will never forget those moments if you're able not only to help yourselves, but help others now. Yeah. yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to weigh in on this too, because let me, let me just give a couple of rules that you can insert or a couple of guidelines. Couple, uh, let me give you some blessings that will, that will be helpful. Number one, if you need some help, the world has never been more prepared to help. So if finances for you is heavy and hard, reaching out to people that you perceive have been good at their finances and saying, this has been hard for us. Would you, would you help us go through this and pare this down? I would say, seek anywhere that feels difficult, seek help. Don't do this alone. Seek help. People want to help. One, it's going to be great for you. You're going to get through it faster. It's going to feel less heavy. And it's going to reserve your mental and emotional bandwidth for other more important service-based activities. And you will be a blessing to those you allow to help you, which is also important. I wanted to say something on the time block, Jeff, if I could. We get to the end of the day. I'm going to use a visual. We get to the end of the day. I have four kids. And my name is Abraham. So by my very nature, I'm inclined to want to sacrifice one. I think my (laughs) wife has maybe taken that over. Right. And so we get to the end of the day, and here's what it looks like. I, I got kids there, and I say, just a sec, I just two more calls, and then I'm all yours. Right. Because we like to wind up. Two more calls, and I'm all yours. And what I've learned is, all yours for what? For what? Do I hang up the last call and say, okay, oh, I'm exhausted. I need a breather. Let me chill for a minute. So my recommendation is I, I agree 100% with what you said, Jeff. I think that's exceptionally wise. You can't time block every part of every day. You can be bulletproof in the morning. You can, you know, let the, let, let the afternoon, if you've done your best in the morning, let the afternoon be the time you can swim a little in the crazy and do meetings and things. However, 
have a known starting time and activity for when you're going to reintegrate to your family. Otherwise, when you say, okay, I'm all yours, that doesn't mean anything to anybody else. But when you say, okay, you close that and now we're going to do this thing together, even if it's small, even if it's watch an episode of The Office or we go on a walk at this time, whatever it is, have a known activity that allows you to shut off the day and reintegrate into your family. Yeah, because we have a mutual friend. I remember Reed talking about turning it off. And when he was in the army, I think he was in military. I can't remember what. One of his rituals, he would come into the house and he would just go straight to his bedroom and take off his uniform. And that ritual said, I'm home. Right? So I remember for a long time, I would go home and I would put my cell phone on a charger by my bed and then go back out to the family. And that was a transition moment. It doesn't mean I didn't have my cell phone for the rest of the night. But it was like, find a transitional activity that you can name, that you can see and do. I love just, if you don't transition these things, we don't, we're working all the time. Dance party. Dance That's party, a ninja baby. tip, Jay. <laughs> That's a ninja tip that we should say. One of the things that people are doing that I would recommend for everyone is get up and get ready for work. Wake up, take a shower, like do the, you do the morning activity. If you haven't been, great news. You can start now. <laughs> Wake up. Do the, do the activity, shower, get ready, wear pants. People may not see them, but you will feel different. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, change your clothes. As you close down the workday, go change your clothes and then come back out to your family. I, I think that's anything like that. It's a mental shift. It's a mental shift. And it creates space where you're not, you don't always have to be on. So we've talked about adopting an, a mindset that's actually going to empower us. We've talked about identifying whatever that one thing is. We've talked about now creating a model so we can time block the things that matter most. Protecting our time blocks <laughs> has always been something that people have struggled with. Jay, the number of times that you and I have taught at Family Reunion and said, raise your hand if you've time blocked ever and keep it up. And every hand goes up. And if we say, great, keep it up. If you have the habit of protecting that time block and crushing every distraction that pops up, every hand goes down. And it's gotten harder. It's gotten harder. What, what does protecting time blocks look like during this time? I think, I think we touched on this earlier and we've had some really rich discussions. I've had rich discussions with Abe and with both of you around this. And the idea of what we just said, I think you need to schedule your day and your kids' day. I think we, um, Abe's advice to me was to build in some breaks where I can step out and have, you know, it's the kids' recess. You know, can I, can I hang out with them? Can we have lunch together? It's a marathon. So we, we have to start building in some breaks or we'll just be back to back, jumping from call to call and we'll, we'll give ourselves a heart attack. So structure, simple structure with planned breaks and transitions, that works for us and it works for our kids, right? It's the first thing you time block. Before <laughs> your time anything off. else, you go put in your breaks and your time off and you have now removed from circulation Remove from availability those moments. Yeah, I, I also think that just being a practice leader myself, I mean, I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, I have the inability to say no and they have the inability to hear no. And what I have witnessed is that 
there were so there have been so many defining moments when I was doing something, whether I was in a thinking time block or I was literally doing a live webinar for an organization. And my kids come in and instinctually I started to get upset, like, oh no, daddy's doing his one thing. I've got to focus. But instead of being like, no, 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 go away, realizing that this is the purpose side of it. What opportunity is in front of us? How can I make this an opportunity to involve Daphne in what I do to teach her? And I mean, she literally, I had a few hundred people on a webinar from a Fortune 100 company, and she came on over, she gets on camera, and I asked her what her one thing was for the day. And without hesitation, she said, do chores so I can earn money, so I can go shopping at the store, which is in my house. That's my one thing. <laughs> it's like, but for, for... She's a capitalist. Yep, yep. <laughs> to, to realize that, folks, um, we have witnesses right now for what we are doing. And the actions that we take today, the way we behave, will tell the story that we reflect on in the future. Love it. What story do we want to be telling? And let's give ourselves some grace. Yeah, the grace part's real important. I, I have some people on our team that have babies, right? They, they, I, if you ask them their one thing, they might barf on your shirt, right? And one thing is three minutes of uninterrupted sleep. Yeah, exactly. I was talking to one of my poor team members who's got like a seven-month-old and his wife is working from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. so that she can take part of the day shift while he's at work. And they're living in the same home with one child and passing it back and forth and they might get 30 minutes together. So this idea of giving ourselves some grace, I think a lot of our employers, employers, if you're listening, we've got to give some grace. You have to give people some room so that they can navigate this and not just crater. Um, that's not the legacy we want from this. A lot of times, um, we will have conversations like this for ourselves and our database. And we won't make a plan for how we will serve those in our house. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, and, and probably for most of us on here, there are so many things that we deal with in the course of a day. But I know that for me, when I'm done and I ask Teresa, you know, where are you and how are you and what can I do for you? And I arranged time for her. I did a Zoom call with Teresa and her two best friends and they ate spaghetti and it was going to be two hours and she came back at 1.30 in the morning, but she was a different woman. And when we talk about grace, these are the moments where we say, I'm, uh, I'm all yours, which means how do I help you? What can I do for you? What would be great for you right now? These are little cheats. Right, this is how you booby trap your success. We like to say there is a there's probably lots of things like this, but I want to recommend when you go into a time block, use a timer, a visual timer. Whether it's the old, you know, you set it, it's a stopwatch, whatever it is, use something that you can see the time moving down, because the that will actually keep you focused here. Believe it or not, it'll keep you doing it. And um, there's a program that I've used called Saint. S-A-E-N-T. We get no money for this. But it's, there's probably many like this. But what Saint does is it allows you to start a time block with a timer, but you can name websites that are evil. So if, if I've started a time block and I turn Saint on, it comes with this, comes with this button. Press the button. It starts the session. If I go to Facebook, the screen goes black and it says, go back to work. <laughs> and reflexively, I can check email or go to Facebook. And so... You know, booby trap your success and um, use a visual timer. And then I'll just say this and then let's, you know, maybe we move to questions. 
Listen closely. Listen to this. Take the break. Take the break. We, it's so, so great from stage to say, you put the mask on you first. They mean it when they say that on the airplane. And I would say, take the breaks. And it's even more true now because if you're talking to people about how to serve them, you're going to be gaining steam and you're going to want to let that conversation go. And when you do that, you sacrifice energy that you can give to the person that's six calls away. You're just going to give it to this person right now. And so you have to take the breaks. You have to set it, put it down and leave and go take your break. So we're about we're going to go to questions in a second. Um, Jay, how do they submit their question again, and then I'll put a, a recap on this? Well, the vast majority of viewers um, are able to interact, and they're putting it on Slido, which is built into our Connect player. Okay, um, if not, they can go to slido.com/k787 and and submit questions. Hey, Lana asked a really good one. Jay, can we look at hers? Yeah. Can you tell us what you would say or how you would express urgency without letting it go to fear? Can, can I answer this one quickly? When you, when you share with... like I'm thinking about the finances and the kids. When you sit down with them and you're really transparent, like this is where we are and this is what's happening. It's important that they hear this is no one's fault. The whole world is, is going through this together, which means we are all more understanding. Mm-hmm. Anyone we owe money to, they're helping because anyone they owe money to is helping them. And... When we, can, when we restrict our spending, when we do those things, we're not doing that because we're afraid. We're doing that because we have this brief moment to build a brick house. It's like the three pigs. You know, the, the, the pig in the brick house wasn't shaking with fear because there might be a wolf in the neighborhood. They had a brick house. And, and so we tell them, we're not doing this to be afraid. We're doing this to be more prepared. Yeah, I love that. Love it. And I'll, if we're just going to start attacking them, I want to drop... Kathleen's, which was at the top of our list. And I, I answered it in the comments, but it didn't show up as coming from us. But if you're a new agent, um, would joining a team now and learning from the experts who navigated the shift before be a good idea? Abe, you've coached real estate agents for years too. My instinct on that is um, working with an agent that already has the systems in place, that already has lead flow and connections, has systems to support you and the experience I think that's a massively smart move right now. And, and most times, I think that's a great place for most people to start. Would you add anything to that? Yeah, I would say, I would say if doing it alone feels really heavy, it's going to feel heavy whether the market's great or we're like this. So if doing it alone feels heavy, then seek others to work with that will make life easier and allow you to focus. And if you're a person that you know, if you if you struggle to allow others to lead you, this is either going to be a moment that's going to bring you humility, or this will just be one more chapter in your book of, of personal pride moments. But I wouldn't say join a team with the only purpose of once this is over, I'm gonna I'll just leave. I would say if you if you join with the team, give that team everything you have because the great teams, they will be pouring into you, and you're expecting that you pour into everyone on that in, in that organization and. I'd say if you're doing it alone, you're probably doing it wrong. Great answer. Can I, can I echo that just from a personal side? I mean, the, I started my career after college in 08, selling copiers, which was a great time to try to sell somebody a copy machine. <laughs> I didn't know anything other than 
it's hard. So you lead gen and you come up with the objections and you handle it. But stepping into the role of being a business owner, going through this right now, the amount of comfort that has come from being associated with people that have done this before, that already have models for this. I mean, Jay, you called me and you said, this is the reality. Here's what you need to do. Go. It's like, okay, cool. Got it. Let's roll. And folks, you're all in that web right now. The fact that we're all in that web. The fact that we are on this call right now. I mean, you think every company has this happening? No, no. Because I'm talking to those companies. And a lot of them are trying to figure out which way is up. And a lot of them are in denial, still saying that their old playbook is going to work. So have some gratitude for that. And pay attention to what was said here. Get your mind on right. Adopt a mindset that this is an opportunity. Adopt a mindset that this is a chance to line up what we do with why we do it. Then get clear on your priorities. Once the mindset is done, make sure your business can stay afloat. And once that's done, for many of us, the one thing, that activity, is going to be some type of lead gen with a servant's heart. And if it's not lead gen, I would ask you, what's the one thing you can do that would allow you to build so much goodwill that you would come out of this even stronger? And when you have clarity on that, you time block it, and then understand that you must protect that time and give yourself some grace. The grace piece is so important because if you haven't been good at the 411, congratulations, you're in great company. So sit down and, and just do one and allow yourself to enter a season of learning that has a lot of grace for not doing it right. Uh, get started and improve today and take what you learned today to tomorrow. And so, so that's, that, that's that idea that we're going to come out of this with great habits. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to, we're, we're probably not going to do all things perfect. But when we get started, we'll get better. That's right. Can we tackle this uh, question? What if we have a small database, a small sphere of influence, um, not a lot of people to reach out to? Do we start reaching out to strangers to help them? I have thoughts on this. Abe, what would you say? Oh, I love this. Um, well, I would say everyone you talk to... Let me, I'll give you a script right now. Uh, we'll say it to you, Jay. Hey, Jay, no one's more important to me than the people who are important to you. Who, who in your world has, uh, has a business that's struggling that I can call and see what resources we can provide for them? Nice. So you're, just, you're building the database right there by helping the people that you're already connected with. Yeah. 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 Not who can I call and sell to? I have a mission today to help this many people. No one's more important to me than the people who are important to you. Who would you have me call today that I could, I could help them with a solution in their life? And together, you and I could be a blessing to them. That's great. The, what went through my mind, which was not as brilliant as that script. I love that. I, I think right now we're all learning. Like Maybe people are watching this on KW Connect. Maybe they're watching it in the Pivot Facebook group. Even if you have a small group of people, could you take a, the lessons here and share them? Just say, mm-hmm. I took this great class on expense management, on helping people through a crisis, on being a homeschool parent, whatever that is, and say, I'm going to do a Zoom call, invite your friends, join me, right? We can do things. You can put that on Facebook and people are sharing it with their friends. There's, there are valuable pieces that don't have to be one-to-one. Um, that could be an event that other people get invited to. And you could even use a small budget on Facebook to enhance if you chose to. There are lots of techniques like that I'm seeing people do. You say it That's like right. this. 
what you see us do, do with your people. Yeah. And call in your favors. There you go. So our question for you, as we bring this to a close, is out of everything that you have heard over the past 58 minutes, what's the one thing you can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. It's that lead domino. It's not the only thing, but it's the first one. Please type in your answers right now. What is the one thing you can do based on everything you've heard that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? I think because of the limit of how many that you can see, Jeff, the activity's happening, but you're not seeing it. So acknowledge everyone for writing out and naming that one thing because they need to name it and say it. Good job. And now here's the thing. Uh, You have a decision to make. 59 minutes now are held in escrow. You get to decide if it was an expense or an investment. An investment brings you a return. An expense, it's a sunk cost. It is gone. And you want to know what will determine it? If you do what you just typed in. If you go and do your one thing. We appreciate you investing your time with us. Thank you so much. Be safe. Be a practice leader. And share this with somebody.